Two down in the ninth. Bumgarner throws. Robinson waits. Here comes the pitch. High drive. Are you ready to talk baseball? Well, step up to the plate. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime. And here's your host, Walter. What's happening, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Reason why I'm playing that song in the background is because that is the sound that means that the baseball is back in the Bay Area. And the reason why I use this song in particularly is because Oakland, the Coliseum, I think is the only place that can really put together this song by Mac Dre, Thizzle Dance. If you guys don't know about it, you're not from the Bay Area. But if you do know this song, you know that this embodies the Bay Area. The 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 hyphy movements grew up in that. And with, with, with Oakland, I think that they're the only location ever that could go ahead and and mix this song in after the national anthem because we have baseball back in the Bay Area. The first game between the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants just took place uh, Monday night, and it was really exciting. I mean, I tell you guys all the time that, you know, uh, I've been watching exhibition games, inter-squad games, all that kind of stuff, but this actually felt real because I mean it's teams that I've grown up watching the A's and the Giants but I mean it's it's just so much closer it felt like a game uh because some inner squad games they weren't really uh they didn't have um uh broadcasters or anything like that it was just a center field camera and you're just kind of watching and and peeking in there and we have had a little bit of exhibition games but you know for me I'm partial to my teams that I know more and I have two of those teams in the Bay Area in the A's and the Giants so they square off every year right before the season starts and that's how I know when they're playing at the Coliseum when they're playing at Oracle that's how I know the season is right around the corner. And we are a couple of days away, my guys, uh, my, my people. We are a couple of days away from baseball starting off. And, the and you know, I used that song because it was tied in with the national anthem. And this game in particular, it was the first game to be played in Northern California, exhibition game, uh, ever since COVID kind of put a halt to everything uh, that we that we know and this song it was tied in with the national anthem the reason why we talk about the national anthem is we all know the 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 rhetoric the story behind the national anthem and kneeling with the NFL and Colin Kaepernick well we do have some players and managers for the Giants who actually took a knee for the anthem, and that has been the talking point 
uh, ever since it happened, ever since the anthem was was uh, sang. I don't know if it was sang by people. It might have been just just an audio recording, which uh, which actually, well, I'll talk about that towards the end of the podcast as well. The uh, pumped in sound, how I really felt about it, because outside of everything else, I mean, I have been watching the exhibition games, but this one, I mean, I, it just felt more like a game. I don't know if that makes sense. But we'll talk about that towards the end of the podcast. Right now, we're talking about the national anthem. And again, the reason why it is being brought up is because it hasn't really been discussed in in baseball circles. It's been discussed, you know, uh, in social circles. It's been discussed in, obviously, the NFL. They're talking about it in the NBA. Uh, but the NFL with Colin Kaepernick, that was kind of the, the start, the tip of the iceberg, if you will. And now it has trickled in to Major League Baseball, which to me, it speaks volumes because in recent past, baseball hasn't really done anything as far as uh, addressing anything when it comes to social inequalities or anything like that. We've had that discussion. We can go on and on about that. But that is that is the 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 fact of the matter with when it comes to Major League Baseball. I mean, they didn't even release a statement after the George Floyd uh, protests and everything like that, they didn't even release a statement until much, much after. I think but that they were the, actually the the last um, major sport in the U.S. to make an address. And I believe that it came on, on Tuesday when everything else was going on on Monday. So uh, it, it was just looking really bad for baseball. And I know that this possibly wasn't orchestrated by baseball, but this was orchestrated by the players, by the managers that make this game go. And I think that that is, it speaks volumes, one, to to the team of the Giants, of the players of the Giants, and not all of the players knelt. I mean, that's, that's the thing, too. We have to talk about that as well, uh, what that means. But the big thing is that Gabe Kapler, the new manager filling in uh, after Bruce Bochy retired last year, he has now come in and is managing the San Francisco Giants after not having a, a good start to his career in Philadelphia. Gabe Kapler is pretty much showing everyone who he is and what he's about. And what that tells me, Gabe Kapler takes the knee with his players. What that tells me is that that just shows leadership. It, it really does. It shows that he has his players' backs no matter what. And Gabe Kapler, I mean, if you know him and, and his background story, uh, he grew up in a home with parents uh, that were that were activists, right? So it's not too far to to uh, you know to see this type of action be taking place uh, with Gabe Kapler and with his team. But by no by no means was anyone required to do this. This is something that in conversations and in interviews that they had after the game. Uh, they were talking about it and saying that the players had been talking about this potential moment for forty or for seventy two hours. They've been talking about it, what they wanted to do, how everyone felt about it, so that everyone could kind of voice their opinions on the anthem and on kneeling and how it would affect you know your teammates because not every when you look at a a major league roster when you look at a a clubhouse. You know, not everyone, and it's not only just to baseball. It's in every sport, basketball, football, uh, hockey. I mean, you know, anything, soccer. Not everyone has that same viewpoint as you. Not everyone ha has been in your shoes, has had the same walk of life that you have and that you know. 
You know, your reality may be someone else's fantasy or or something that isn't um, recognized as being, you know, normal, right? So, so there's a lot of different personalities is what I'm trying to get at. So they had these conversations, and what ended up happening was Gabe Kapler, along with um, first base coach Anton Richardson, and also outfielders Jalen Davis, Mike Yastrzemski, and Austin Slater, they were among uh, multiple players that were taking a knee. And what was actually more interesting, too, because everyone looks at the players that took a knee. Right. Everyone that's always the focal point on, Okay, well, who took a knee? And then also on the other side is who didn't, who is standing? And and does that necessarily mean that you're not for the movement? And uh, one of those players was Brandon Crawford. Brandon Crawford did not take a knee. um, And but what he did was to, to show that he is in support is that he placed his hands on his teammate's shoulders of um, Anton Richardson, first base coach, and uh, Jalen Davis, right? So so that's how Brandon Crawford uh, moved forward with it. And when they asked him after the game uh, as far as his stance on the anthem and on kneeling, he went on to say this. And I think that this is actually pretty uh, important to really understand. You know, it, just because you don't kneel for the anthem doesn't necessarily mean that you have an opposing viewpoint. And that's why I'm bringing this up. With with Brandon Crawford, he goes on to say this in, in an interview after the game when asked about uh, his stance. And he says, The anthem was something that had been discussed a little bit as a team and was something I personally went back and forth with for a while. Ultimately, I chose to stand because Jalen's brother, which is Brandon, Cry- Brandon Crawford's uh, wife, uh, Jalen's brother was in the military when he was younger and standing for the flag and what it's supposed to represent is a big deal for them. So it is for me too. That does not at all mean that I don't support the movement or condone police brutality or inequality. I talked to Jalen about putting my hand on his shoulders and show to show my support for him and the movement while standing for the flag because of my family being in the military. He was good with it, and he appreciated it. Anton happened to be next to me also, so I put my other hand on him for the same reasons. He thanked me afterwards. The biggest thing we talked about as a team was that we would support each other and be there for each other, whether or not we kneel. I think that's what it's all about, being there to support and love each other. And that's what Brandon Crawford said and it's it's very important. It's very important to hear that because you know a lot of people look at well, if you're standing for the flag, you're not you're not kneeling for the cause. You know what I mean? And that's not necessarily the case. I mean, everyone looks at the flag in a in a certain light, and you know what it represents. And even just with the backlash, with everything going on, with you know, I, I'm in multiple groups on Facebook. I'm in, um, you know, on Twitter, on Instagram, and everyone has an opinion. And it's it, it's just very disappointing that if your opinion doesn't match mine, you know, someone goes ballistic and they and they feel the need to call people out and they feel the need to uh, to voice their frustrations and stuff. Like, I had multiple Giants fans going out there, and, and I don't even know if I would consider them Giants fans, to be honest. Uh, in, the, in the Giants group that I'm in, 
Um, you know, Giants fans were out there. Like I said, I don't even know if I would call them that, but they were going out there and stating that I'm not watching this game. When that happened, it was disgusting. I got up and walked away and it's like, okay, well you have your opinion, but that doesn't change the fact of what is happening in the country. It doesn't change the fact of what needs to happen. And you know, for them doing this, it just shows that they're all in support for one another. It's solidarity and they're and they're being supportive. And, you know, it's it's not even you're kneeling for the flag. And I understand people look at the flag in a different way. I understand that. And you can feel any way that you want. But that doesn't mean that you can demean or diminish the message that is trying to be passed along just because you don't agree with it. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to have your belief, but to be blinded by that belief, that that is that is ignorance. I mean, that is, you're not, you're part of the problem, is what I'm saying. So when the Giants players did this, and Brandon Crawford, he does that, and he doesn't kneel, but he, he still goes out there and he says, I understand that this is a problem. And I'm not for I'm not for that problem. Like that's that's not how I get down. Obviously, Brandon Crawford he grew up in the Bay Area, a very diverse uh, section of the country. So, um, and not saying that racism doesn't exist in the in the Bay Area because I myself and people that I know have felt racism in various locations in the Bay Area. So I'm not going to say that it's all um, you know sunshines and rainbows when it comes to racial inequality. That's not the fact of the matter is that it's everywhere. It doesn't matter where you are. Uh, but Brandon Crawford, he goes out there and, and he he shows his support. And Kapler, he became the first manager to voice his his opinion. He's been very vocal about it um, during the entire offseason, during the quarantine and everything like that. He's been very vocal since everything happened. And, um, you know, he, he would be the first manager, Major League Baseball manager, to kneel during the anthem as a means to protesting uh, police brutality and systemic racism. And Andrew Baggerly of The Athletic, he went on and, and interviewed and spoke with Kapler, and Kapler had this to say. He said, I wanted them to know I wasn't pleased with the way our country was handling police brutality. I told them I wanted to amplify the voices of the black community and marginalized communities as well. I told them that I wanted to use my platform to demonstrate my dissatisfaction with clear systemic racism in our country. So for him to use his platform, that's what it's all about. I mean, it's the same thing as, you know, Drew Brees coming out and, and speaking. It's the same thing as um, Clayton Kershaw, you know, what what he came out and said with uh, with the movement with Black Lives Matter. It, it's, it's so important that... You know, th these people that do have privilege and, and do have the platform to speak out on it, they're starting to speak out and they're starting to understand. So I, I think that it's it's a really big uh, show of solidarity and it's a really big show of evolution uh, also. Because, like I said, when, when football happened, I mean, football's barely changing right now. And when you look at the percentages of African-American with black players in the NFL compared to the uh, black players in Major League Baseball, it's only like 7% for baseball. And that that is a problem. I mean, that that is, you know, the, the 
you you have to speak to to the audience, right? And you have to speak to the league. And being that only seven percent of the league is African American, uh, you know, the, the race problem never got got higher than what it needed to be. I mean, players we've all heard with with multiple players um, throughout this off season, you know, or I guess throughout quarantine because it wasn't necessarily off season. But we've heard stories of former players, right? Of of Tory Hunter that that instance where he was uh, profiled in his own home as being a burglar, like it, with uh, Ryan Howard getting pulled over after coming home from a from a road trip, getting pulled over, going back to his hotel. Like it's just things like that. Like that happens, and it's now starting to be brought into light in baseball circles, and I think that that's huge. And what what's also important is that baseball, you know, like I said, when when George Floyd when everything happened with the protests, baseball was the last league to come out and sh- and say something. But that changed, uh, to you know, I feel like it it's changed tonight because with that happening, I mean, they were all over uh, social media and and posting those those uh, those videos and everything like that. And when you look at you know, with, with baseball, um, they were posting uh, the video of the players kneeling and and they had a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people were on opposing sides in the baseball community tonight. And I was very disappointed. I was very disappointed. But again, I wasn't surprised. I really wasn't just due to the demographic. Um, I'm just being honest. I'm being real. That's that's what I am on this podcast. If If that rubbed you the wrong way, I apologize. But you know, that's the fact of the matter. It's the demographic to baseball, to who it speaks to. And with with the Twitter page, with the Instagram page, posting those videos and showing that they support, it really opened the eyes of what that demographic means. And because there was a lot of hate going on in, in, these, in these threads, in the comment sections, and this one person went, please stop posting things like this. Yes, black lives do indeed matter, but it's a polarizing topic. Please uh, keep politics out of baseball. And MLC, MLB simply responded with supporting human rights is not political. And that's the whole argument is that people say, ah, oh, keep politics out, keep politics out. But it's not political. That's the thing that people need to understand It's not political. It's human rights. So for, and and that was only just one comment of many. I mean, I could I could sit here for probably hours going back and looking at MLB and their responses because they were they were all over. Like after every comment that had a negative um, message behind it, MLB was right there in the comment, right there in the comment, and they just kept going, kept going, kept going. And I appreciate that J- just for them to show that they're trying to support players, support the league. And support the movement. So I think that's huge. I mean, actions speak louder than words for for sure. I mean, that has been preached. Um, you know, uh, practice what you preach. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it is. Actions speak louder than words. If you're if you're gonna uh, say that you're about it, then be about it, right? So that's that's the whole thing that that goes there. And it's just interesting because you know, back in 2017, because we all know about uh, about Colin Kaepernick. In 2016, when he kneeled for the first time, but in 2017, 
Um, you know, th this isn't the first time that it's happened, but it's the first time that it's happened in a grand scale because back in 2017, Bruce Maxwell for the Oakland Athletics, that's the, that's the, the cool thing about it is that this happened on the same field that it happened for the first time, um, you know, in the, in the history for, for players to kneel during the anthem in baseball. Bruce Maxwell was that person uh, in 2017 for the Oakland Athletics on that same field. And, you know, when talking about Maxwell, I mean, he's not in the league anymore. Was he blackballed? You know, people say that he didn't have the skills. He was doing pretty good, but then he had legal trouble and all that kind of stuff. But he's, I believe he's playing in Mexico now. But Bruce Maxwell, he was the first player um, and the only player to do so and take a knee in September of 2017. And in a interview with Jack Flaherty on a Matt Holiday's Table 40 podcast, um, you know, Flaherty, he went on and said that it's absolutely absolutely possible some players will kneel this season and expressed and he also expressed regret um, more didn't support Maxwell when he did it in 2017 and he also went on to say this it's not a political thing that's the same thing that MLB said and that's the same thing the same exact thing this isn't from the same person they're two different entities right they're two different people the league and Jack Flaherty of the St. Louis Cardinals he came out and said it's not a political thing it's literally human rights um, if that is something that is looked down upon if it's looked down upon to advocate for human rights in that way i don't really understand that i think that everybody is starting to come together so uh you know that that's another player obviously jack flaherty is not black he is white uh so that is someone that has privilege that is you know joining forces for the cause and i think that that is very important right and you know we've talked about this and you know, we're, we're coming close to the season and everything like that. But you know it's going to be a topic of conversation. And this was just huge because, like I said, for I didn't believe that this would happen um, in, in baseball, so to speak. I mean, I did believe that there would be some form of it, but I didn't believe that uh, there would be backing from the league because I hadn't seen it before. I mean, the league that brought in Jackie Robinson – had really lost its touch, uh, to be honest. That that's that's just being blatantly honest. The league that that broke the color barrier has has been out of touch. And you know, with George Floyd and with Black Lives Matter, with all that movement, maybe that's the wake up call that that the league, that the country, that everyone needed. So um, it's it's very important. I mean, we're living in such a weird time, but such an important time too. So I felt like, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready for the season. Opening, opening day is just a couple of days away. But I felt like this was really important that I just wanted to get this out there. And if you hadn't seen it, I just wanted to, uh, to inform you about it. Because I feel like it's very important. And I feel like this isn't going to be a one-time thing. I feel like this is going to be ongoing. And, um, you know, it, it's it's... It's it's a good thing. It's positive change. I mean, that's the 2020 is the year of change. Whether uh, you know it's it's with COVID, with with uh, health and safety, or or whether it's social inequality and human rights, it's uh, it's a very important year. 2020 is, and it's uh, it's really revealing um, a lot of 
things that were, I guess, shoved under the rug for many, many years. So uh, it's really important. And like I said, this isn't going to be, I mean, you, you just heard with Jack Flaherty saying that it's an absolute possibility that players are going to be kneeling. I think that even with this, in an exhibition game on a Monday night in July, uh, which sounds weird, but <laughs> but an exhibition game in July that this is having so much traction. I mean, I don't know if Kanan Middleton of the Angels saw this or they did it at the same time, but he also took a knee of the Angels, Kanan Middleton. He also took a knee uh, and raised his fist during the national anthem. So this isn't just going to go away as it shouldn't, as it shouldn't. This is an ongoing, um, ongoing you know, conversation, an ongoing movement. And just like, you know, every other season in baseball, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And that's the same thing with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. So I feel like we're going to see this across all platforms. And it's going to be interesting to see who ends up doing it. And But again, don't judge if they don't take a knee or don't judge. Judge by their actions. Judge by their actions. Obviously, taking a knee is an action. But if they don't take a knee or anything like that, don't solely just um, just you know judge on that. I forget what player it was. Oh, it was a uh, Taylor uh, Trammell from from the from the Braves or uh, from the Padres, and I believe I said his name right. The the prospect, um, you know, he went out and he talked about it, saying that he's taking a stand as well. He's no longer holding his hand over his heart; rather, behind he's still standing, but he's he's putting his hands behind his back. Because, you know, he didn't want to um, put his hand over his heart because it, it just didn't feel right for him. So that's his form of protest. So it, it's just, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting, different year um, for sure. But for baseball, I mean, with everyone supporting uh, this, you know, I, I, I don't know why it's a controversial topic, but everyone supporting this. Um, especially with the league backing its players, I think that that's huge. I, I really do think that that's huge, and I think that that marks a a moment in time that we're going to look back on uh, years and years from now because it is it's just so important. Like like I said, like multiple people have said that I've read off to you, it's human rights. It's not political. So um, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, on this one I mean that's kind of all I really had to talk about we do have baseball uh, coming up we do have another game coming up in the Bay Area with the Giants going back home to play at Oracle Park against these same Oakland Athletics and then the season starts for the Giants taking on the Dodgers uh, on the 23rd I'll have another podcast out for you guys on the morning of the 23rd so we can talk about opening day and get back into baseball because I am so excited. Like I said, when I when I heard Kruk and Kipe on the TV, and it was weird because they weren't at the stadium, they were at the, the, the station, but just seeing them and hearing them, I, I just got so excited. I was so juice i was texting everyone and i was just you want to make a bet you want to make a bet you want to make a bet? <laughs> like like i was i was so deprived of baseball and you know a couple seconds after a couple minutes after we had the anthem and then we and then we actually had baseball happen and you know i was just so thrilled and you know if the anthem is rubbing you the wrong way because i know a lot of people are being rubbed the wrong way with it 
with this stance from the Giants. And it's going to be, you know, across multiple teams, multiple players. And, you know, I just, I, I feel sorry for you because baseball is such a beautiful sport to where you're so stuck in your beliefs that you're willing to walk away and not watch baseball anymore. I think that that's ridiculous. I mean, wake up. It's 2020. Let's get this thing going. And I can't wait for baseball to continue. Like I said, I have another podcast coming on the 23rd. So you guys be ready for that one. And I can't wait for this season to finally uh, take form. And, you know, just looking at how the game happened, you know, with everything with the with the exhibition, um, it was very interesting. You know, I did say that we were going to talk about the crowd noise. And we've talked about it on multiple occasions. I've seen some uh, exhibition games going on um, over the past week, some intra-squad games, and they've been playing with the sound noise. Now, the the sound noise I can actually get behind. Like I, I don't know I don't know if it was my it was because my team was playing and they were playing the A's and you, if you're in the Bay Area you understand that rivalry with the Oakland Athletics and the Giants with the Bay Bridge series you understand that as a baseball fan in the Bay Area I don't know if it was that or you know uh j- just the sound it didn't bother me like it actually added a little bit something it was kind of funny and comical at the same time cuz you know no one's there but uh as you're watching it as it's the broadcast and they're just they're focusing on the players you don't really notice that no one's there until there's like a shot of the of the cutouts i mean i mean that's that's pretty much the that that's the only weird thing like the cutouts. They started putting some teddy bears uh, in the in the stands. I enjoyed the teddy bears a little bit more than the cutouts. And I've seen multiple pictures of in the KG, in the KBO uh, that they would use actual stuffed animals instead of cutouts. I would probably much rather see uh, a uh, a a SpongeBob, um, you know, sitting in the stands than uh, just random cutouts of random people. I, I don't know. That's just me. Uh, but, you know, regardless, I don't care. I, I really don't. Because the thing that I care about, I'm not looking at the fans. I'm not listening for the fans. Yeah, it does add a different element to the game, but that's not the reason why I watch. The reason why I watch is because I love the game of baseball, and I love to see pitch by pitch, at bat by at bat, all the plays, home runs, how they're shifting. I mean, hell, we had five outfielders at one point in this exhibition game for the Giants and the A's. So, you know, I I, I don't care. I really don't. I was so excited to watch this game. And, uh, you know, when, that moment, you know, when, when the game started with the anthem, I, I just, I, I was proud. I was proud that my sport actually, because baseball for me is my sport. That is my number one go-to baseball. And I have been so disappointed in how they handled the situation uh, with with the Black Lives Matter movement by being so delayed in their response time uh, to make a statement. I was so disappointed, so disappointed. And then you go on and you look at the contract negotiations and everything like that. I was so disappointed with this league to where at one point during this quarantine, quarantine this year, I was like, I'm, I might be done with baseball. I, I literally was. I was so, so disappointed 
But with this action, especially being that it's my team that did it, I, I have a lot of pride in in uh, in those players that took a knee, that stood with those that took a knee, and just showed solidarity. And I honestly have a lot of respect for Gabe Kapler. I mean, him coming in, he's had question marks, but he's starting to earn respect. And and that's how I've been raised. I mean, you don't respect isn't given; it's earned. And for me, he is doing that. And uh, I'm just I'm I'm proud to be a baseball fan today. So uh, we'll see how it all goes uh, moving forward. But again, we're gonna have actual games. We do have more exhibition games uh, kicking off here in the next day or so, and then we're going into actual games that count. Opening day, July 23rd and 24th, starting with the Yankees and the Nationals. But I'll leave all that for another conversation for my other podcast because we'll dive into that first opening day and we'll dive into the games on Friday as well. So you guys have a good one. I appreciate you guys coming by and listening to the podcast and just hearing me vent for 30 minutes. So I appreciate it. You guys have a good one. Be safe. And as always, because it is baseball season now and they just got the dub, even though it doesn't matter. Go Giants.